Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Tom Parker, the head chef of the White Swan at Fence, which is a Michelin-starred restaurant in Lancashire. I'm going to be chatting to Tom all about his successful career and how he became head chef at the White Swan. So Tom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you. I am okay. Yeah, I'm very well. I'm um, just finished a busy week at work. Um, yeah, we're good. Really good. good. So take me back to when you were younger. Did you always kind of know you wanted to be a chef or did you kind of wait? I don't know, figure it out when you were uh, in college? No, I've, I've, to be fair, I've always wanted to be a chef ever since... Um, I started cooking my nan. My nan was a very good cook, mainly like desserts and fit rolls. That's what I remember mainly. Um, but I've always loved it and I've always wanted to do it. Um, so it was, yeah, from a very early age. And yeah, I just got into it by then. I also went to college to do it as well. Um, I never wanted to be at school and do anything other than cooking. So, yeah. yeah. And so you're obviously like, people can pick up on your accent. You are quite like, like from Lancashire. What, what college did you go to? Um, Nelson and Colm. I'm very Lancashire, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a horrible Burnley accent. Yeah, uh, not opposed to a Burnley accent. It's definitely up there. <laughs> Good. More than accent. Um, <laughs> so then when you were at college or when you were like cooking with your nan, what was your like when you were younger, like your recipe that you could make? Well, like for me, it was like I can make a good scone when I was like 10. What was your kind of recipe that you liked? Wow, um, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if I ever did anything. I, I think I did do loads of stuff like that, but I don't know. I just love messing around with desserts. And then I, was, I remember getting some plates one day. So I was really into like getting like really nice plates. So I could cook all these meals at home. And I just remember to, like trying to create menus from like a ridiculously young age. And obviously, it was terrible what I was doing. Like the food I was cooking was awful. It was like prawns and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't really have, I never really had set recipes. And it's like the same with the swan as well. So mm. we just change the menus daily to what we've got in, and oh. like what's really good in season. And, you know, so it's a really nice free way of cooking, really. Yeah. So you got your first job at 16, if I'm right, at Northcote. So you wrote to like Nigel Howarth, who I have a <laughs> podcast. Like what was yeah. that like? working there from such a young age it was great i mean yeah i did i did write nigel like to say can i do some work experience and i remember the first day was on a sunday and mum dropped me off or dad dropped me off whatever it was and just walking into this massive kitchen well, what i felt like a massive kitchen um it was bananas and like i was, I was a young i was a young 16 year old like spiders at the front of me there i'm pretty sure i had braces on still as well it's like, oh my god! It was just, it was insane. I like just like how busy it all was, and how I'm saying crazy everyone was, but we're all, we're all pretty crazy chefs. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was, it was great. I loved it from them. And I was, I was going to ask them, like, did you know from that first like time you're in like a professional kitchen that it would be quite a high pressured job? Like, like it can't be easy when you get all those orders in, and it's like they need to be there now on the table. <laughs> yeah, well, pressure's for me. Pressure's good. I quite like the pressure. Um, 
I mean, North Northcote is very it's very different to what I do now. It's was like sounds quite chilled, uh, but Northcote's a lot busier and um, a lot more people in there, a lot more a lot more staff and obviously a lot, a lot of bigger restaurants as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a great experience, it's a good place to learn. I mean, Nigel, Nigel, I still keep in regular touch with now, and he's he's been such a good mentor to me from a very young age. I mean, a lot of talents off off him. Yeah. You know, but, but it has been very good. Who would you say he was like your biggest influence when you became a chef then, or would it have been like your your, your gran? Um, no, yeah, I, I think honestly, I think I only went to Northcote because of, you know, I've heard about these Michelin stars, and as a sixteen-year-old, you don't really know anything about it, do you? But you know, the Michelin stars, Ramsey has one, and all this sort of jazz and I think that's what why I went there just because it had a Michelin star I knew that's what sort of level I wanted to be at when I was older mm. um but yeah just yeah I can't say enough nice things about the place really it's, 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 it was a great place to work and learn yeah and Nigel yeah, it's very good did you ever work abroad as a chef then did you ever kind of go and like learn the other cultures kind of food uh, yeah, I went to, so when I left Northcote, which was eight, nine years ago, I don't even know, um, I went to Mexico for a year, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why, but I think all my, all my mates and stuff were going to Australia and, you know, doing the classic of a year out, and so I decided, no, sadly, so I'm going to Mexico, mm-hmm. um, no idea why, but yeah, it was great, I was working with a guy who trained at the French Laundry, which is a mega restaurant in Napa Valley. Um, so it's very good, and I still I still love Mexican food. We still do Mexican nights at the Swan now, and you know different the ceviches and lots of raw fish and stuff like that. So yeah, that's probably that's my only little outing into yeah. the world cooking different cultures, really. Yeah, in so in I think it was twenty eleven. Um, at twenty one years old, you were awarded Young Chef of the Year. What was that like to kind of get that? that award is that a dog a dog yeah it's licking me sorry oh, <laughs> you haven't seen me all week no i was like what i just saw stirring i was like is that a dog that's very cute yeah yeah he's very cute totally pal <laughs> sorry go on um young chef when when was that i you... don't even know that was that, we like that a north coat <laughs> possibly honestly <laughs> i've got no idea what i did last week never mind what i did that um yeah, I think I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I got that. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was years ago, years ago, it was a little bit of a blur. Um, got no idea. No idea. Well, you obviously were a good or a good chef. Um, and then <laughs> we try. <laughs> you went on. You were on the Great Great British Menu. Yes, yes, we did do that. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that one. <laughs> so, like, what was, the, what was the theme that year? Oh, God, I didn't remember it that well. Um, what was it? I can't remember what the brief was. I don't know. I didn't like it, though. I, thought I didn't like doing it. It was, um, it was very tough for me. Um, Do you remember? And, yeah, because you had to... You know what? Do you remember who the judge was? You Daniel know, like... Clifford. Oh, that's... The a- chef judge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chef was Daniel Clifford, so from Midsummer. Yeah, it was very strict. That's, um, he's he's when I've watched it, 
that's tough. He's like quite a tough one, I think. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. He is. Um, yeah, I mean, Gershman, it was just, it was, it was a crazy time. I mean, I think we were, I think it was only me and, me and one over in the kitchen at Swan. So four old stars and all that. So we're really like grafting, really working hard. And she like, was going to Swan with Polish called Kasia. And she was great. She was pregnant as well. Oh, so it was, it was, abs- it was absolutely carnage. So we're trying to develop all these dishes to go on TV with, which was like rushing them and they're demanding recipes off you and, yeah, it was madness. It was mad time. Do you remember? Like, it was. It was good. Go on. Do you remember the dishes, like the the dishes you made? Yes. What were they? Sort of. So I did. I did. The first one was a tomato one. Because mm. my grand my granddad grew, well, my granddad sort of grows tomatoes. So like my granddad's like a genius in tomatoes, basically. So if you, what, what, what he doesn't know about growing tomatoes is not worth knowing. So basically, Grandma gets all these tomatoes for Swan, even now. He's about 85, he's well old. He still comes with a little wheelbarrow and sweat brand and brings them in on a Tuesday. Uh, so it's a dish around tomatoes. Um, with an ice cream with it as well. And the ghost cheese ice cream, the Berico ham with it. Mm. That was the first one. The second one was based around some holiday I had. I remember well in France, with like a langoustine one. The main course, which I really messed up, was a beef. Mm-hmm. And then the dessert was um, a beetroot dessert with curd cheese, local curd cheeses from Legrams, oh. which is nice. I thought I thought it was better than I got scored for it, I think. Yeah. What's the atmosphere like? Obviously, when you watch that programme, it looks stressful and everything. But, like, do you... I don't know. Is it off-putting when there's like the camera people there, like filming you do it, and then like when the ice cream machine, like like literally t- nine times out of ten, it, it doesn't work, and then you're like, well, not you, but like people are like, oh, it, it normally worked, but under the stress, it's not worked. Like, is it we like really off-putting that they like film your disasters? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, you do you've got you've got all these guys, so obviously you don't see it all all for the cameraman on TV, do you? So every mm. chef, it's like three chefs in there otherwise with me yeah everyone's got one cameraman who's constantly on the shoulder mm. like it's well annoying and obviously you've got, you've got a time limit to all these dishes in as well so like, you're rushing around like a bit like mad and yeah if you burn so i think i think ellis has one of the lads i was cooking it's burnt something and they made him go back and burn it again just so they got it on camera really well and the same reaction so you know you, you are like acting up for the t- tv cameras a little bit but then yeah. you're also quite under pressure because you've got you've got to do food, cook food, prep food as well, and then yeah, and serve it within the time. It was just it was just it was mad. I mean, I don't, I just didn't. It just worked for me. You know, keep me off TV, keep me in a little small kitchen in fence, and I am so much more happy yeah. <laughs> for for some reason. Um, but yeah, did it get your name out there a bit more though? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was, it was great for us. You know, I think we're about 6% busier than we were mm. after doing it. So, yeah, it's, it's like publicity wise, it was massive. It was great. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that. So, then, yes. has your like cooking style evolved from when you were younger? Like now, what would you say your favorite dishes to make? Uh, yeah, like, like I said, we've got better over the years. I mean, I can't. What can I remember is like what we've cooked from you know from five years ago to now or whatever. I feel I feel like we've improved in terms of cooking style. It's just 
I said to, I said before, you know, it's just all we do is all I'll do is in the mornings. I'll plan my menus in the in the mornings or at night for the following day around what's coming in and what's you know what the fish people guys have got, um, you know what shellfish we got coming, what what meat we've got ready aged and stuff like. that. And then yeah, so we don't we don't have we do have set dishes we sort of go back to, but we don't really have like signature dishes or anything along them lines at all. But I mean, if I was gonna say like favorite things to cook, if I was, like fish, most fish really. I love fish. It's very good. So it's very good. If someone was to like come to the White Swan, is there like mm. is it like a set menu on the day, or so do they kind of not know? Like they can't Google a PDF of what they could have. It's kind of like what's fresh, what's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't have, we don't have menus, and yeah, it changes. I basically, I don't know what I'm doing a lot of the time until around quarter to ten in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's just that cooking with really fresh stuff, like the best we can get. You know, we work with some great suppliers. We've got, you know, you get three, four deliveries a day off our veg people. You know, when all the stuff comes in off the wagons from the farms in the afternoon, we'll get another delivery then. So you can get absolutely stunking produce. And, mm. you know, it's just nice to cook. It's just really nice to cook with. So, like, when you're at home and you're not cooking for work, do you like cooking or do you just cook? Do you literally just get, like, I don't know, <laughs> or do you, like, cook? Do you, like, try the, the, the recipes on yourself and be like, oh. that's nice? What do you do? What at home? Yeah. Um, well, my girlfriend's cooking something tonight, which will be interesting. Um, no, I mean we don't. I don't eat. Um, I don't eat like restaurant food at home. You know, I don't have time for that. You know, it's normally just grab a bit of something. I mean, everyone love. I love a kebab on a Saturday night. That's like a great treat. Um, but yeah, not just just classic chef's life eating rubbish, really. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been yeah. a chef at the White Swan? Because you, I mean, you sound very young. Like, are you I'm not just quite immature. I'm, just, I'm just immature. Um, no, I mean, like, are you not quite young to have a Michelin star, like, so young? Like, you've done, like, really well. Um, I, think, I think we've had the Swan seven years, something like that. I think mm-hmm. I've had it since I was, I don't know. I've got no idea. I'm not that sentimental. Um, I'm 32 now, I can tell you that. Uh, so I don't feel that young um, anymore. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's quite a young, young age to get one. But, you know, I think the next generation of chefs coming up are, are getting younger. Yeah. You know, some very, there's some very talented young people out there now. What's the atmosphere like in the kitchen at the Swan? Like, is it kind of the same as any other restaurant? Or do you try and, like, I don't know, make them calmer or are you like what kind of a head chef are you are you like gordon ramsay <laughs> not really no um what i don't know we never, so it depends on me i'm in really sometimes we'll have like raging 90s dance anthems on in the morning then we can sometimes i'll listen to Catherine jenkins classic music or something like that so that sort of sets the tone of the day uh in the mornings but no it, honestly it's like obviously we all we all went very hard and we are still a very small team in there so we all we all have to get on, really. So you know we sort of decide what we're doing, and then we'll just crack on and cook it. And you know it gets does get a bit chaotic around eleven o'clock when all the sauces are coming together, and you know we're finishing off trying dishes for the day and stuff like that. Mm, kind um, of like last minute with that kind of trying dishes, kind of chaotic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's mental. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. But I won't have it any other way though. It's fun into it. Yeah. 
what was it like when you like got your Michelin star? Were you and how big is your team? Uh, team is so there's me, my pastry chef, and this kitchen wise, obviously, that front spot. So it's got me, my pastry chef, down there, Mikey, and that's it, full time in the kitchen. There's only three of us, and um, plus a couple of couple like part time pot washers and stuff like that. Um, but getting the star, yeah, that was very an alcoholic day. It was good because obviously, when we went to go down to London to get it, yeah, it was like an award ceremony and all that jazz. The Rams are giving me my jacket with my star, so that was nice. Mm. And then, yeah, yes, and then you just gave just pick me and my business partner. And Gaz, we got trained back from London, we we're just drinking whiskeys in first class on the way back, and we we're really, really drunk. And then, obviously, yeah. hung over for the first day, being a Michelin star chef, which is so professional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was a good day, it was a good day. So other than cooking, what do you well what do you do in like your spare time? Like you said you did golf. Like do you get much spare time to do other things? Um yeah, I play golf. A lot I like to play a lot of golf. So it's coming to golf season now, so I'll be I'll be up at half five, six o'clock in the morning, get around the golf and then go to work after that. Um other than that, that's about it really. Go walking my little doggy. Um yeah, no, pretty, pretty standard, boring life. I like to go out eating as well, eating meals at nice places. And yeah. Just the normal, normal chefy stuff, really. Yeah, so what can people expect if they want to book, like, say if they wanted to book this week or, like, next week? What's on your menu or what's, like, fresh current at the moment that you'd serve? Um, Hopefully we've got scallops this week. I love scallops. Um, so we've got, yeah, me too. We've got, we've got this guy called Joe, right? So he's from he's from Preston, is Joe, but he's be he's be a scallop diver up in Scotland now. So he's a he's a proper Northern lad, but he's got like a really Scottish twang to his voice now. He's hilarious. So we, so hopefully he's gonna get some. He's gonna go diving this week with some scallops for us. Um, yeah, and then fish wise, I have to wait to wait till the morning see what's going. We've got some chickens. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly, I still don't know. I still don't really know what I'm doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just sort of plan the There's a little plan the menus. I sort of do a bit of work tonight on it, and then I'll we'll go in the morning and crack on. What time does your day start in the morning? Like, if you're not golfing, like to get to too the bloody early. <laughs> six, um, six, six o'clock, and then we'll get up. I would say our breakfast, but that's a lie. A couple of espressos, and then off we go. Mm, wow, that's intense. Yeah, it's good. So that was nice. I like it. That's good. I, I don't think I could hack that. But um, if you right. <laughs> if you say, for example, had like to have your last meal on earth, like start a main dessert, what would you have? Last meal? Yeah. Oh, God. Um... Like I'm, I'll, I'll tell you mine. So well, what would you have? I can you can stall. Um, I'd have battered scallops, but like not like beer battered, but not like fatty. You know, like really nice. Um, with Crisper. a bit of like, yeah, with a bit of like um, bacon with it, and like asparagus okay. and pea, like puree. Love an asparagus puree. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> main. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing at? Asparagus, I know, you can't puree asparagus, it's bad. It's lovely, it's lovely. You can't puree asparagus, I suppose. Okay. 
Well, okay, go on. Next, go on. Main. Um, main, I would have, um, hmm. well, if it was normal, I'd just have a hog roast. Love a hog roast, love crackling. But if it was like a nice dish, it'd probably be like, <sighs> not a meat, like chicken or steak, a good steak. I love a good steak. Yeah, you can't, you can't, I love a good steak as well. I thought you were going to say something about like Langstrom, Langstrom, but. Uh, <laughs> No, um, I like no. butter pie. Butter pie is better than hot pot. Ooh, Ooh. Butter, butter pie is good, yeah. And then... Yeah, butter, butter pie is a worldie. <laughs> and then dessert, I'd either have... I like. I love an apple souffle. They're really nice, with that apple sauce and stuff. Or yeah. quite a fan of... When I was skiing, we had like this dessert and it was like chocolate mousse and then it was like chocolate cake and then around the side was like chocolate. So it was like a chocolate... Heaven. It so looks like a lot of chocolate, really. Yeah. A lot of chocolate. But the chocolate, yeah, mousse, just so. the chocolate mousse in France literally tasted like cake mix. I was like eating it and eating it and eating it. And my boyfriend was like, that is like disgustingly rich. But hey, well, so you've had time now. What would you, what would yours be? <laughs> Still not absolutely no idea. I mean, it depends what mood I'm in. I mean, I would probably go for a steak for a main course because you can't. We asked for like a ribeye or something like not Not a filler because it's just rubbish. Um, <laughs> Why do you think a fillet's rubbish? It's not rubbish. I like I like a bit of fat in the meat. Ribeyes are just a good good steak, proper mm. steak, manly. You know, fillet's a bit southern, isn't it? A bit southern fairy steak. Um, <laughs> I love fillet. Start, starter wise, don't know. I love a good like, good soup, good chicken broth or something like a good frother, hearty chicken broth. Right. Yeah, the world oh god. Like all your roast stuff like that. That'd be quite nice. And then dessert. Something like a pavlova, so like a rate good pavlova, loads of fruit. Mm. Like pavlova's one of like a life's greatest thing, like some really good strawberries and Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I agree with that. So, anyway, yeah. anyway, we're not gonna dice. Mm. So Finally, what what's like the future for you, or like the future of your restaurant? Like you're obviously so young now. Like what do you, what do you plan on doing? Oh, what do you plan on doing? Honestly, we just keep going, working hard, and just just kind of enjoying it more than anything. Mm. Um, there's no point. There's no point doing it if you're not going to enjoy it. Um, for me, yeah, as long as you're know, making a bit of money. It's, it's nice food. I'm happy cooking. Um, hopefully, we'll redo the toilets. That's exciting this yeah. year. You know, small small things. Mm-hmm. But no, just 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 enjoying it. Just enjoying it. I keep saying retiring at 33, but I don't think I am. No, I don't get the vibe that you'll no. do that. I'll have to, um, <laughs> well, after this podcast, I will um, I will save up my money and my pennies and come and. The white swans cooking. You should do. It's nice. I will do. You get me a good. If you get me a good day, it's good. <laughs> get you on a Catherine Jenkins <laughs> day. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Catherine, Catherine Jenkins morning, was it? <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. That was a really interesting chat. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed chatting to me too. <laughs> You're welcome. It was good fun. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.